Welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz, and this is Sean. Hey, guys. Yeah, welcome to episode 10. We made it double digits. What do you think? Oh my god, man! It's been—it's already been a, a a trial of 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 fun and tribulations. There's been tears. There's been laughs. There's been cursing. There's been some <laughs> some good topics. Some not so good topics. But it's been a wild ride, man. I'm. We're still here, though. We're here at ten. Yeah, and now I want to give actually. Um um, a little shout out to our last episode on YouTube. If you jump into the last section, there's, like you said, a little bit of swearing that we had to bleep out. But it was a really funny section, and I feel we need a mug of that or a mug of some kind. Yeah. Mugs. Oh, there will be mugs. We've we've kind of brought it up in all the episodes. You, you know, the other day I was watching some of the episodes, and there's some topics that we... I kind of we would say like yeah we're gonna have to talk about this in the next episode and we just never did they just so <laughs> so I'm compiling a list I think we'll have we'll have an episode coming up that we'll like we'll call like all the forgotten topics and I think we'll just go through yeah. all of these I, things I, we bring I, up yeah I also think like we should talk about the things we already talked about again because there's probably a new listener and we don't want to you know make you force to jump into a random episode trying to find a golden nugget that we dropped once or where we learned something so maybe mm -hmm. we should recycle a couple of those informations and just have them as the same topic just like reword it and mm -hmm. I think that would be a good thing. But in this episode, we have a bunch of topics because Sean can relate to that very much. So because like student loans were forgiven to a certain amount and with like a couple of stipulations. So he will talk a little bit about that. Then we also will talk about like um, a really interesting TikTok video that I saw about AI. Um, also like tools to do nearly anything you can imagine what that sounds crazy it is crazy but yeah this is the internet we can do anything and everything um and how to be a perfectionist that's like kind of sort of the the, the guidelines of this episode but let's jump right into it student loan sean how much you got <laughs> <laughs> All right. And before we get too far, you know, make sure to hit that notification bell, subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube, follow us on Spotify, get on the Instagrams. Just had to get that out of the way. But, yeah. but give us the love. Give us the love, people. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So we always like to talk about some recent news. Usually it's creative news. And I think student loans kind of uh, apply. Very much creative. A lot of creatives actually know all about loans. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Biden uh, came out swinging, said he's is going to do $10,000 right off the top for federal loan people that make under $120,000. So I don't I don't qualify. I make $200,000 a year. No, I'm just joking. But um <laughs> but yeah, getting mill. But yeah, get like um, you know, getting 10 grand off the loans. It's really funny just because it's really created quite the ruckus. It's so funny to see people really come out swinging against it and some people obviously swinging for it. Someone like me, you know, um, putting, I'll put this number live on air. Why not? I, I still have, I think about $80,000 of student loans after about almost 10 years of paying on them. So it's, so it's pretty insane. The amount of loans. So, you know, you get 10 yeah, so grand off the top. So what was the, the total amount? I think like when I met you, it was like two hundred or something. Oh what no, was? no, it was it was never that high. I think <laughs> it probably wasn't much different than what it is now. I mean, that's the problem with student loans, right? Because so I probably when you met me, it was probably like ninety five. It was like fifteen grand 
more, you know, probably about three or four years ago, because that's interest. That's how interest yeah. works. So, um, but yeah, so so it's a good thing, I think. Um, it's it's interesting, though, and obviously up to 20 grand if you qualified for the Pell Grant. Um, what is that so, even? Because I have no idea. Like, I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't want to go to school because I didn't see the reason in school when I came to America. I'm like, mm -hmm. why would you go to school, pay that much when you can learn anything and everything on the internet? But obviously, mm -hmm. a title is kind of nice. But... Uh, yeah, and I think we could talk a little bit more that, you know, maybe even another episode sometime, um, add that to the list. Um, but, you know, I think, um, yeah, so it's, so the Pell Grant is really just like if you came from a, a family that, um, you know, was a poor family, essentially. They didn't make a okay. lot of money. They didn't have a lot of income. You know, I, I, I always was in this place when I was younger, and I think a lot of people I've talked to are like this too, where their family was not really destitute, but their family also didn't have a lot of money. So it really kind of, people like me, it really messed messed up that the Pell Grant because I, I didn't have enough money really still to go to college, but I, I on paper, wasn't poor enough to get the Pell Grant. So... Um, so yeah. I don't think I even qualified for that personally, but, um, but yeah, so it's, so it's, it's such a cool thing though. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm going to put on, on the, on this channel, there may be people that are against it, but it obviously is a good thing. I mean, like so, clearly so a fun thing because like I was on Twitter this morning and I saw a lot about like student loans and about that, um, AI thing that I wanted to look up and like, boy, oh boy, people were like raving about it. Like they should mm -hmm. pay their loans back. I paid my loans back. And mm -hmm. other people are like, yeah, thank you for, you know, saving the economy a little bit and like giving back to the American people. What makes a lot of sense in my opinion. But mm -hmm. then, then there were some meme pages like, oh yeah, people bitching about like, um, oh, forgiving loans but they're taking like a ppp loan and basically get everything forgiven or have tax write-offs and like how mm -hmm. dare they you know but yeah they're taking yeah. advantage of that program but this isn't the other program because they're probably invested in all those banks that handed out the loans yeah yeah well yeah exactly i mean it's 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 funny to me that like when things like this come out people get enraged but like how much money do we spend getting into wars how much money we spend on other stuff people don't really get as upset about it's it's really it's just interesting if you took 10 percent of the u.s military budget you could have knocked 30 grand off of everyone's loans like so it's like it's this kind of funny balance of numbers of like yeah uh, um, you know i i will tell i i will say out there to anyone that's like poo-pooing the fact like well i didn't go to college so, like, why am I helping these people that went to college? Um, the reason is, is because those people are going to start businesses that will help you, and they can't now, right? Like, people like me that have loans haven't been able to start the businesses that you could work at and could help benefit you. So, so well, you will be benefited. You know, because the more... I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but... That is like the complicated path where it pays back. You know, you starting a business and maybe making money, hiring people. But mm -hmm. the easy way how it pays back is like you're spending money on dumb shit. That means all those other companies making now more money because like, oh, now mm -hmm. there's more money in the system. And that just goes back to the taxpayers. You know, yeah, it's. That is the easy way, you know, right now in this recession time, uh, it's like, yeah, the last thing you want to pay is a, like a student loan for something that doesn't even pay back in that amount it should, you know, if you, mm -hmm. well, well, I, yeah, I think I there mean, should it's... be like double or triple or 10 times the payback of a loan kind of sorry, you know, like if you get a loan. You should make way more money back so you can afford a loan and make a living. Well, that's the whole idea, I think, you know, and there's and there's so much stuff. I mean, th we could literally have a whole episode that wouldn't be creative at all about about student loans of just like, you know, there's multiple <laughs> things that are that are wrong in the process. Like but one of them being that like when I went to college, I'm not going <laughs> to name the college on air here, but 
they um you know they had a preferred lender program so that means they were lenders we're creative <laughs> so yeah exactly so so that's when you have schools working with the the lenders where they're like the, the lenders like well how about this we'll we'll give them 40 grand so that means you can put your tuition up to 50 grand and you know it's all this kind of like well we can just keep raising the amount and then we'll just keep making those loans and that's where it gets really nasty is like like I don't even like I had a great education, but like I I can't I can't give you any grief for not going to college. Like, would it have been worth seventy, eighty, or you know the two hundred grand that I'm going to pay by the end of the loan? Like, is that really worth it? I mean, it was worth it. Sure, I I did I gain a lot. Sure, did it boost me up quite a bit? And and there is a lot of cool stuff to be said about being in college and being in an intense creative environment. Sure, but like. Is it worth that much? I mean, that's where, like, last last week, know. we talked about know. the creative bank, and and I almost liked that concept of, like, you know, there's got to be new ways to get mentorship. There's got to be new ways to give you fuel, because right now it's either get a huge amount in debt or learn on YouTube. And I don't think any of, either of those are good by themselves. I mean, there needs to be an in-between. There needs to be... You need to be in a creative environment. You need to be surrounded by people that are pushing you and, and holding your feet to the fire, but you shouldn't have to pay a hundred grand plus to do that. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. nonsense. I, I mean, it's one of my biggest regrets in life. It's weird. It's like one of the things I'm proud of and one of the things that's biggest regret was going to college. And that's, that's terrible. I, I just want to fuel the fire a little bit more, even though I want to make the segue. But imagine now you're going to a trade school or you're doing a low tier job and mm -hmm. you could have made like, You can make as a server 30 grand a year, depending on what restaurant you work, if not 40, 50, depending on how many hours. Yeah, so yeah. if you think about that number in relationship to the loan, the loan is not not even, you know, justifiable for the education because like the one thing you can work without it, any degree kind of sort of, mm -hmm. you know, as long as you're yeah. a decent human being and you can make that amount of money. So shouldn't you making with a loan of 100K like millions? You know what I mean? In theory, but it's like, it's weird. It's like, and and this, and I kind of knew this when I went into college. I think a lot of people do to, to a degree. I think, um, you know, you don't go into graphic design thinking you're going to make millions, right? Like, so when I went into that, that degree, it was more of a fee to have a cool job, I guess, really. That's what it almost comes down to is yeah. you need to pay all this money so you enjoy your job. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of where that happens where, you know, then, yeah, you have doctors, you have lawyers, they you have a huge fee because they may not enjoy the job or they may, but they're going to make a lot of money. So that's what they pay yeah. for there. So, so it's interesting. because like I've, I've, you know, I've ran into fine art photographers and I've ran into people that are massage, maybe like massage therapists or like art therapy people. And, and they're not making a great amount of money, but they love what they do. So they paid that money to do what they love to do. But you're right. Like, do you need to go to college to do what you love to do? Not necessarily, but do a lot of people have that drive that going to college gives you. I mean, that's really the big thing. If people ask like, why, why should I go to college? It's really the, the, the main answer for me is just, you pain. just need to be <laughs> to pain. You're oh, no, pain. Just, you just get yes, a you need bit pain. Yeah. Yeah. Get pain. But like, I, but, <laughs> but it's really just like, um, it just pushes you to learn. It just pushes you to create. I mean, if you had an assignment this morning and like someone was going to yell at you and like ridicule you, if you didn't get it done, that really, that, that has a lot of good to that. And like, if there's, a bunch of us other videographers like well well what fits i know you could do better why didn't you why did you go so lazy i mean that actually is a good thing like it pushes you to like get better and better and better and so there is a good thing about college i hate that like less and less people are going to go to college because people 
ruined it. I mean, the, the loan companies ruined it. All these like really, really greedy colleges ruined it. Like, like I wish I could tell more people you should go to college, but I can't because I'm still, I'm still paying tons of money. And yeah, you know, because college is great. I will say that to anyone. Like if you do your research, you find a good school, you get some good professors. It's, it's really good for networking. You like, it's you really make- great for networking. Some schools even literally just funnel people into jobs. You know, you can go to a college at literally, you know, Pepsi will go to first or Apple will go to first. So, so it's like, it's a huge opportunity, but, but yeah, for what price? I mean, what price tag are we really going to have people just like, like, yeah. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's one of those things I could talk about for hours. It gets me feisty. I'm so happy <laughs> no, I, that we that, need that segue, but comment I, I'll down tell you, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you who would do even better than 10 grand though. What? This guy right here. This guy right here would do it all. He would do it all for us. This guy. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron Draplin for this print. Yeah, yeah. That guy would oh, so do it all for us. you got a print? Like, who, who oh, yeah. This is from Aaron Draplin. Yeah, signed to me right there. Tishon. But anyway. Um, <laughs> it's like, anyway. Well, I yeah, just had they, that they, within reach. I always said Bernie within reach. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the president... Um, thingy is like in reach too and there's like everybody is talking about like candidates and whatever i don't want to get into it right now but next topic maybe like next time because like uh, it's very interesting who will run maybe but yeah comment down below what you think about the school programs and if you think it's justifiable or if banks really ruined it because maybe they did maybe they did not and maybe it was inevitable but this time we wanted uh, so this right now we <laughs> i can this talk. time as in right now, this time. <laughs> As in right now, I just want to switch topics to somebody who made something very creative. Um, let's share my screen. And we're talking about like um, a creator mm-hmm. who basically used a bunch of tools on the internet to create this. So you'll have to explain a little bit what's going on. Your audio isn't coming through for this video, but yes. Yeah. So, so did you even hear the audio? Nope, yeah. the audio didn't come through on our end. Oh, and I'm here recording quiet. through a mic. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> then, then let me play the video silently in the back, and I just describe what's going to happen or what is yeah. happening. Yeah, so apparently, go. a creator made this account, and Kurt Skeleton is not real. Like, it is actually this lady here. Um, first, you will think this is a filter, and the second person, like, collabing, you know, like making a transition, and ooh, we made a, a person. No, that person is AI generated. She basically used Dali to generate a couple of pictures and to get a general look of that person. Then she used like different um, websites to basically make a skeleton with the data that she has and basically create a 3D person there. And there, there it is. And then she basically sent it to a couple other websites and came up with that person there. What is kind of crazy because like it would have fooled you. She also used like deep fakes to make it more real looking and like all that... All those sites combined, all those tools combined made something that is like mind boggling, you know, like we could be like just like somebody else right now, technically, and you wouldn't know, you know what I mean? 
It'd be so funny if we did like a big reveal and we were just two <laughs> girls like this whole time. Ooh, um, ooh subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still have an OnlyFans. We should we should promote it. Nah, but I um, but no, I uh, yeah, crazy, right? I mean, um, yeah. What was your so, first thought about that when I send it to you as a topic? You know, I don't know. I don't know if it excites me or if it scares me more. It's such a weird. I don't know. I'm like. I don't know. I, I just keep thinking, like, what's the positive applications of this, right? Like, what's, You could be you, a girl right now if you wanted to be. And I guess, yeah, but but then I'm just, like, fooling the viewers. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know, like, what's the positive outcome of this. I don't... I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, does this help people? I guess if I was, like, disfigured and I still wanted a podcast and I was really... Maybe then I could, like, change my face so I wasn't disfigured, yeah. maybe, and things like that. So maybe there is positives to this. I just... With all technology, actually, I'm always so looking for the positives. let me talk about that a little bit because, like, on YouTube, there's a lot of streamers who don't want to do a face reveal because they have insecurities. So they use, mm -hmm. like, anime girls or whatever to animate and look pretty. And mm -hmm. I don't know why they choose that instead of, like, a male or whatever, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever figurine to be a person but there's there's a bunch of like uh, virtual characters like in the online world you can have an avatar and you basically display yourself but usually it comes like oh you don't have mm -hmm. enough self-value or self-confidence in your own looks and accepting yourself which is kind of weird because usually when they do a face reveal it's like oh that's actually a pretty person or decent you know mm -hmm. i would have watched them anyways if they would have to have the confidence but it didn't so for those people, it's a great thing, but is mm -hmm. that a thing we should encourage, like hiding behind like a picture instead of like, hey, this is me, and I don't care if you accept me, it's just me. You know what I mean? Well, it makes me think of the filters on Instagram, right? Like, let's get rid yeah. of all those blemishes, and how many girls use that now? Um, and it's weird because it does, it, it not only, not only does it create an expectation for that girl, but then, yeah, if I've never met her, then it creates this expectation for me. Like I've definitely met a couple girls that like I, I, I had first like at least met or seen online in Instagram and then I met them in real life and I was like, Oh, Oh, you actually like are not what you look like on Instagram and things. And so, so I do see like, yeah, that there's going to be that application obviously, right. Of like, how do I make myself more beautiful on video? And it seems like that's where that would have been impossible before. That's definitely like, yeah, like could be done right now. It sounds like we could just get apps right now that could like get rid of any blemish we have. Yeah. Um, like right technically green screen, the background have like a nice studio. We could do a lot of things if we have the time and uh, the vision or like the actually, mm -hmm. yeah, if we have the perfect vision for this thing, we probably would have um, a better production quality too. You know, like if we would really think about like, this is the well thought out concept for everything. And we had the perfect plan. Then we would have like, the possibilities are endless, but for what yeah. we have right now, this is it, you know? So I, I wonder, you know, cause there hasn't been and and, and, and definitely um, correct me if I'm wrong, but so even in this video, she used multiple different tools to get the final outcome. Yes. When is there going to be an Adobe? When is there going to be like a big company that's like, Hey, we're going to do it all. We're going to make a software that does everything she did. And like, that's what I'm interested in is who's going to make, who's going to take that spot. Who's going to be that big company. Combining that's like, that's going to do all of this stuff for you. That's going to be like, Hey, we're, we are the augment, we're like the, the augmented changing reality app. And we are like going to be the leader this and it's a hundred dollars a year. And yeah, that is you. 
Is that me? Am you, I starting that? No, you are the company, technically. You are the person who is like, okay, I combine all those tools to do whatever I want to do. And that's actually a really nice segue to this thing where I'm like trying to hit towards to. There's like um, TikTokers, YouTubers make like lists with websites that basically are another list of like all those tools that are available to you as a person where you can actually like, okay, I need something to code. I need like a mm-hmm. fake human animated. I need like, there's basically for whatever problem you have, there's basically a tool there on that list that you have to find um, where you can do anything and everything. So basically the possibilities right now are endless, but people are not putting the work in combining those tools or thinking about the vision that they have and using those tools um, to basically get to the end result of that vision. But Do you want to show to, some of those tools? You want to show? Yeah, I, yeah. But, but I'm right like, in. yeah, l- like let's jump right into it. Uh, yeah, let's look at some of these tools. Oh wait, I, I have like a folder. Let's go directly on the folder. And so there's this YouTube video. I had like multiple links organization for this podcast. I need to work on, but. <laughs> So basically, this is. Yeah, do you want do you want me to? <laughs> oh, so here we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so there's like lists like that, like nine videos I had somewhere. I probably lost it, but there's like lists with like fifty websites where you're like, oh, copy AI, where the AI writes copy for you. Tiny Wow, for example. Let's go right on this one. Um, does everything with PDFs everything whatever you need you look on it i need to rotate a pdf it's on there um i need an instagram download to a pdf on there anything and everything now that's I, interesting this is something where i can see adobe getting really angry about because they still own pdf so i could see them being real angry about you essentially doing what adobe xd or adobe x would charge you for seems like this is giving to you for free so unless they're cutting yeah, remove adobe, password from yeah, so there's oh, like, that would make me so mad. Oh my god! So as someone that secures his PDFs, I do it all the time. So clients don't just like take your stuff and run. That yeah. that's like woo. So that's what's kind of funny. I think that actually brings up a good point. That some of these tools, by the way, everyone, these tools are for good and for bad and evil, and it's up to you what oh, you that use them for. Brings me right into the next part because you were talking about who will be the company that combines all those tools. So if you combine, so let's say AI in each of those topics is better than a human. So that copy AI is better than like me writing copy. Now I combine that with another AI program. Those two AIs are each skill better than me or you or whoever, you know. Now you combine all those AIs, that AI doesn't need you. Whatever it decides to do will be better than you. Coding better than you, you know. What will create a very, pro, a very interesting problem because, like, if AI has all the skills that we need and we can't do on that level, it is already like that thing that we fear, you know, and it doesn't really need us, you know. Um, in theory, in theory. Um, yet again, to go to kind of go back to uh, episode two, it uh, that we did is, you know. They can do everything within the realm of knowledge. Now, can it create new ways of thinking of stuff? Maybe, but it's AI is just taught by humans. So yet again, if you want to break the mold, you can still do that better than an AI, I think, where an AI is just better at doing things within the mold. Maybe. Uh, well, that is where we were like on episode two. I think it was where we're like arguing because I think like 
trial and error is like breaking the mold and that AI was breaking games that humans couldn't break, like in a way we wouldn't even thought about because it has so many attempts, trying so many different things out where we only have one lifetime to try something out. So you could argue about that, who's right or who's wrong, because that goes really deep into your beliefs of spirit, uh, spirituality and your mind and is there a soul and whatever, you know, and you can go really deep into that, but generally... Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of like, oh, no, it would be better. Sean is like, probably not, you know, but. Well, I like to think that like humans still have value, right? Because if all these things are true, AI can do everything better than us, then what's our value, right? I think that's then, I, I want that answer then. If we're going to then accept that AI is better than humans at everything, then what the heck's the point of humans then, right? Well, well, what's the hack of ants, you know? They they still exist, even though they don't really have, like... Because, see, what, what scares me... What scares me is if we start to go down this road of thinking AI is better than everything that human can do in terms of creating, then all we are is consumers then. Then truly all humans' whole purpose on life then is to consume all AI just feeds us. And I, I don't want to accept that. I just don't. I don't think... I think if we start to give AI this big shiny podium, then it really starts to be like, why, why even have humans? Why, why do we even have creativity as humans? So, so here's a, here's another thing. Like I had a thought this morning too. It's not a really nice thought to have in the morning, you know. And and I was like talking to you about like, hey, I found like um, what was it? The the guy, the Instagram. What was it on my Instagram account here? Let me let me quickly oh. check. And just for you guys out there, AI can also organize your desktop better than Fitz can. So. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, well, it's... Uh, where is it? Oh, yeah, Ryan. Let's click on it. You see that type of content? AI does not his style. He was looking for editors for four... Well, let's five, shout out these people, too. So, hold on. What's this guy's name? Go, go ahead and show the people. If we're going to be using um, his profile. Ryan Majin. Majin. I'm bad with pronouncing last names, especially. Yeah, Ryan Majin. Ryan Majin. Majin. It's like Imagine, but it's Ryan Majin. Yeah, so basically, he pays like editors um, to make those, um, those titles hand animated pop in put logos on it and do uh, basically editing little videos into like short reels that are really engaging and he pays people really good for that and he has a lot of big clients um the one thing though is there is what was it captions i think uh no let me first show a client so that you see what i'm talking about king keto king keto Brent shouting out a lot of people today. Wow. Yeah, you see this? All the big influencers <laughs> who use that style are basically on his um, agencies like Alex Amosi. Like Alex Amosi. Well, my spelling is not the best. But anyway, basically all those big clients um, having that style. And now there's a company that came out with an AI that writes like the text at the right moment to the speech that it hears and animates it the exactly same thing. The, the only difference is like the stroke on the font is not as strong. That's the only difference. I'm like, what? And it costs $7 a month to basically have that. And we will test that on the reel now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So here is the test reel. This is text popping yeah. up in front of my face. Okay, here's some more text. Let's add some money bags. How about a smiley face? And how about a party face? This has been a reel. Okay, cool. Yeah. That will be a reel later. So, so basically, <laughs> that job that you had for typing manually 
captions is kind of gone if you use those tools or you go on Fiverr and somebody is like, I know how to not manual type it, but it looks I did and animated it. I'm like, this is a weird time, you know, and in the end, you just consume content now. Well, okay. I actually, so I'm glad you brought this up. I, it, it's kind of sparked something for me here. I think so, 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 and I, and I don't think this is true, but you, you may be right that, 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 that firm or that agency's only job was typing text no, on videos and it no, probably they wasn't had to cut and, and everything to like into an engaging re- video you know like so i think so i think it is it is important to kind of um to to identify what's a tool and what's a tool in your tool set and then what's the bigger picture so like adding text to videos that are that's popping up is not anyone's full job out there right that's just a tool so i think yeah. um so when ai starts to take over tools of ours it's not too bad i think it's like that that doesn't bug me as much because it should be getting better and better you know i do i in like in photoshop i use content aware in illustrator i use um create vectors you know um vector outlines and stuff like i create so there's already tools out there that already use ai um, that we already use for the last 10, 15 years. So I think as tool sets get like kind of replaced, I think that's actually not a bad thing. That doesn't actually bother me, right? Like, cause that's just a thing that nobody should be wasting time on, right? Like adding text to, to videos that's moving. It's like, especially if it's just like bad typography like that, like what was that Arial that they were using? I mean, it's like not even worth anyone's time. It's like, there should be an AI doing bad type. Why should I waste my time doing bad type on videos? Yeah, but but on that note, now you have to think about like, oh, why do I have to waste my time on design? Why do I have to waste my time on whatever? Or content creation, filming stuff, or whatever, you know? Yeah, but everything you just said wasn't a tool. Everything you just said wasn't a tool. It was a larger picture. That's what I'm saying. None of those was a tool set. All of those was the larger picture. Design's a larger picture. Creating videos is a larger picture. But putting text on the videos, that's a tool. I think like everything is like kind of tool for a company. Like let's say I want to have a good brand. A brand is a tool for me to sell more. You know what I mean? In the well, end, you can, if you zoom out big enough, you can have everything as a tool. Why do I need a videographer um, to tell a story for my brand? It's a videographer is just a tool for a company. You know. For example, well, yeah, you, you could, you could. So that's so. Then you've now moved us in the tool chest. Is what you, what you've essentially done? Is you've said and, the business yeah. leaders, business leaders are the only people that shouldn't be in the tool chest. It's it's all all of us other people. So what you've done is you've elevated the business people to this leadership role, and all of us are just pinions and tools, and we're just as we're just as valuable as the AI. Which that's where I start to push back. I'm like, no way, no. There's you still need Fitzay to come up with with a video because there's about fifty different things he does when he creates a video, uh, fifty yeah. different tool sets, and yeah, you could get an AI that maybe does all those. But I still argue that you're not paying you're not paying for the tools, you're paying for the people, you're paying for the thoughts, and yeah. Um, yeah so I don't know. I think that's the thing is it's like you know I, I use it, AI to weird, do a, an exact it's thing, but just thought provoking because like. You run into a lot of problems and opinions there, you know, with what is a tool, who you're serving, and do you serve yourself or do you serve others, you know? And in the end, like, if you want to offer a service, you serve the community, in my opinion. Because 
because my yeah. pushback, sorry to interrupt you, but my, my pushback is then like, why are business leaders not AI? I mean, I don't need a business leader. Like an AI can come up with a business plan and AI can come up with a product then. Like, so let's just expand it out. Like it doesn't end with creatives then. Every single person in the company can be taken over by AI. I'm not going to like be like, yeah. business leaders are up here and we're all down here being replaced by AI. I'm like, no, I, uh, an AI can come up with a mission statement and AI can come up with a Gantt chart. So let's not pretend that like your jobs are also not in risk if ours are at risk. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to elevate business leaders above all of us in that degree. Yeah. Nope. They're in, they're in the, they're in the mud with us. They're going to get their stuff. Still, yeah, no, they, stolen by same, AI. same thing. Like, um, that, that's why I'm like, it would be scary to combine all those tools together because like you could write an AI for what is the perfect business plan? What scales the best, you know, and you just have, combine data from other companies what they did and you're just like okay let's let's code an algorithm that learns out of all those things and fill the database and it will learn that you know and then like anybody who wants to build a business will be like not as good as the the preset of that ai you know and now you combine that with the next tool set and you become in like oh now it's getting scary but Back to the topic, like here's another um, website where I'm like, where you can automate anything on the internet. Um, that is like basically like automation for whatever you need. Automate your YouTube account studio, automate, you know, they do nearly anything and everything. So there's like a bunch of websites. I've, I've lost the, the, the overview list. So basically there's a website with all the tools and websites of all the things they can do and i had an overview site like that but i lost the link so i will look for it and put it in the description below but basically anything you can do and want to do with that tool list you could do if you put the time in to learn the the website and the tools so if you have a clear vision you can do it what is kind of interesting yeah, so automation too. So from a web design standpoint, automation has existed for probably since the beginning of web design. And so, you know, yeah, you have other, you have, um, you know, you have a, a lot of um, tools out there that do have existed for a while, websites that have ex existed for a while where they're all about automation. They're all about doing automatic things. I know a lot of web, uh, web builders out there use automation and use these tool sets already where you're using things called like web hooks where you're able to connect certain applications to talk to each other, which is great. I mean, that that's awesome. I mean, so, so it's so what you just showed. It's, this is, I, I, you know, isn't this part, isn't that new, the actual automation part, like connecting different tools and having them do things automatically. That's, that's, you know, the last couple decades, um, old, um, but what's interesting about the AI is it almost seems like this automation, which just used to be things that were kind of in the background, and seems to be moving more to the foreground. I mean, I think that's where it's getting more interesting. Um, so like, you know, I use like tools like Zapier is another good one where, you know, you can actually connect to certain things. So like you can create a form that like, go, that goes right into a Google sheet and creates a new row every time someone fills out the form. You know, you can, you can have things that are happening in the background, but, um, but now with the, with the AI stuff, it seems like it's now moving to the foreground. Like, yeah, build a, build a three page website about dolphins and it's going to just like, build that web page yeah so if you combine like all those tools um the possibilities are endless like you saw in that one tiktok video that we just showed like a person just combined like i think like four tools to basically animate create a person that looks real in a video and food basically a whole tiktok account 
there's also like multiple TikTok accounts where you basically have a company animate and run like basically a 3D animation and it does trance where it's like basically a girl like doing some weird TikTok dances and it becomes like scary realistic and there's only certain moments where you're like, wait a minute, that is an animation, not a real person. And obviously the account doesn't say anything. It's just doing dances and it's obviously a girl with boobies. Um, but yeah, <laughs> stuff like that exists out there. And then there's deep fakes, you know, now you combine deep fakes. Obviously you have to pay for some of those services, but if you have money and you can afford like um, a vision, you could make your money back with like the right account. And you basically build yourself an influencer uh, making a shit ton of videos for you, and that influencer is non-existent. Basically, so, we're getting into scary to ter- uh, territory. You know what I mean? Yeah, which we tend to do in these episodes. Um, I uh, yeah, I mean, so what would you? So it almost seems like our role then is composer. Essentially, yeah. we compose all these different tool sets. We can be essentially bosses and managers of our own staff of AI bots. Essentially. Is yeah. what what's starting? So so you still need someone to to figure out what are the pieces and what do we need? I guess so. I guess that's our new role. I guess as humans is yeah. to be like, what does the output need to be? What do I need to shove into the slots to make that output? Yeah, I, I think um, like there was also a really interesting um, quote like with like businesses like you know and visions are really important where you're like. Let's say you want to hire a person that has is a really high cali- uh, caliber, you know, like that person has a giant vision. You cannot hire somebody who has a bigger vision because they will work for a bit and then jump ship, you know, because like their vision doesn't fit in your your vision of, of a company. So you basically have to have room for the person in your vision to grow, to pay them, you know, so that the pay matches and everything. So basically, the one idea has to be bigger than the other so that you can fit the people in there. So if you build with those tools a big enough concept and vision, um, you could basically sell that concept, that idea, or it's like animating the text. The idea is pretty simple. Like, oh, I'm animating some text and I make some reels. That idea is easy but painful. But would it make sense to make that idea happening? It's not that big, you know, and the vision of that app for animating caption is also not that big. But if you make now look at Adobe with the PDFs and you have multiple of those things, then the vision is bigger. So it's like very interesting. How big does your idea and your vision has to be that it makes sense nowadays? Because like the little things don't make sense anymore. Well, it's interesting. I, 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 the only thing that really concerns me is that, you know, new, new, new business leaders, right? Not maybe people our age, but let's say even younger, let's say, let's say that guy that's like 18, 19 years old that wants to start a business. He's not going to hire people now. He's, he's just not, he's like, why the heck would I pay a guy 20, 30 grand a year to do something when I can get a tool for $9 a month? And I, and that's what really worries me is there's just not going to be New business people where 50 years ago, a new business person would, would get a staff and help support people in his community by having them help him on his mission. I'm scared that's going to go away. I do see a trend um, in our generation. Like, Because to be honest, if I'm being 100% honest, my best clients are not our generation. Our generation is not a good generation for clients, believe it or not. Yeah. You would think that we're creative, we're open, we're good at communicating. But millennials and younger have this thought of like, I can get it cheaper. 
I can Google it and find it cheaper. I can find a tool that'll give me it faster and cheaper. And while that 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 may be good for productivity, I just feel like we're really we're really getting this ball rolling that in a 10, 20 years could be a very scary place where we all creative companies have one or two staff and nobody else. And there's just a bunch of unemployed creatives out there. I mean, it does worry me. I mean, I am legitimately worried about it. It's not like I, 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 I'm a purist about the form and the art and the creativity. It's, it's more like the employment of it. I'm worried about. Yeah. So here's the thing, like you said, cheaper, my thought Mm -hmm. when I downloaded the app for the caption that does the same style where he's paying $4,000 to make a, ton of videos a day you know if they go viral mm-hmm. he pays a good amount i'm like that skill that cost him four thousand dollars a month to pay an editor to make those reels i wanted that app for fucking free i'm like my my first thought was like oh there's an app for my phone i want it for free or I don't use it and i'm like wait a minute how useful is that skill would would i really benefit it what would i pay for that i'm like i'm like ah if it, it's like 10 bucks a month i maybe would pay for adding captions with an app on the videos you know and i that was my thought process how much would i pay for it what is the the risk reward kind of sort of situation i'm like damn you know yeah, well, not exactly. So you just played out exactly what I just said of like, yeah, you know, I'm just like, lot. but I'm like, it's not mm-hmm. cheap. It's free. You want free. And there will be websites that find a way to monetize whatever complicated skill for free, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and everything, every, everything's like a tiered thing, right? I mean, even a lot of these tools, I'm sure have a free option. And then you'll go premium if you need it. And but even even then, premiums ten to twenty dollars a month. I mean, and yeah. that's nothing compared to an employee. And so um, it just worries me. I know that I I already um, am very adverse to 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 hiring people. Like I I I, I subcontract when I can, but to actually like hire anyone full time is just not not in the cards, and it may not be for a long time. And I just know that. I can feel myself even be like, oh, well, why don't I just get AI to do these things? And it's just, I don't know. It's it's just tough because I just, I just don't know where this ends, right? Like the camera was invented, but there was still drawing after the camera. You know, books books were invented, but there was still, there was still the spoken word. So I don't... So I, 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 I don't think AI will kill creatives. I don't think like creativity will just go away once AI takes the stage, but... But it just just makes me worried. I I I I've been starting to tell friends that like we kind of live in the golden age right now, where we have a ton of great tools, so you can create stuff easier than ever before. However, that golden age is going to end as soon as maybe five to ten years from now, yeah. and it's there's going to be a steep decline for creatives and. And, you know, I want to give people a little bit of hope here, though, is that that decline has happened before because of technology and creatives still endure. So, so I am really interested to see, like, how how do creatives, how do we adapt, right? Because we're going to have to if we want to be creatives. If we don't all just want to work customer service somewhere, we need to, like, adapt. Yeah, I, I think, like, let's say... The economy will tank, everything will tank, nobody will buy services till everything recovers and monkeys be monkeys and humans be humans and we build our communities. And at some point, I think like AI will be too clean, it will be too good and we will just not use it, you know? It's just like we're going back to the old ages where it's like, I know a guy who can do it and you're more pr- about the tribe that you surround yourself with, you know? And you will go back to that, but the transition time will be ugly. 
like really ugly. Because right now I saw a whole editor path, poof, evaporate for a seven dollar subscription. You know, because like if I would be the guy, I would be like, okay, no, um, I'm paying seven dollars now for getting the captions from my app, or maybe have somebody just edit the reels now and then throw the app on there. So we're we're getting to something that's like a really interesting deep topic to me that I, I've ran into, and it's the fact that. So I've had rec- not very recently, but I, I I have had clients that have um, chosen things like Canva over me. Have chosen these other design tools that are, are made for non designers. Yeah, and and I call it the kind of uh, refrigerator paradox. And I, I say that because anything you you make, you want to put on the fridge because you think it's awesome because you made it. You're proud, mommy. Look what I made. And and that happens a lot with like people that have no design experience or creative experience, and they go into Canva and they whip something out. And since they made it in Canva um, and they made it themselves, they're they're proud of it. And this is good design. I don't I don't care what that Sean thinks. He's just he's just curmudging. And it's so it's it's interesting because I've even noticed firsthand that creatives' opinions don't matter as much already. That people just think that the that we were always the tools. And now that the tools are democratized, what who cares what Fitze thinks? I have a thing that makes videos. I think it looks cool. I made it. So so and then Fitze walks in and says, you know, that's really not that great of a video. They'd be like, well, you're just jealous. You just want my money. And yeah. so so there's a very scary precedent being built here that like who needs creatives? Creativity is in all of us. So who needs someone with that job title? I can create something. I, who needs Fitze? I can get AI to make a video, and I know what looks so, good. So that, that brings me to an interesting topic because, like, in the end, what um, you, you're right with that. Like, if you make something yourself, you it's like cooking. You made it yourself. It tastes better, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless you believe in the chef of that five-star restaurant, this is the must be the best thing, you know. That there's the branding aspect of it. It's like if you hear about a big brand, you believe that big brand is better than you because you believe more in them than in yourself. But obviously, if you don't have that big brand, it's really hard to sell yourself. Like, hey, I have years of experience. I did this. Um, you should trust me. But in the end, as a customer, you don't really care about that if you. You made it yourself and you believe in it because like, oh, I made it myself. And Canva has that big brand of a name because they build a company. That brand is everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. So it must be good, you know. And obviously, they have some good stuff on there. But I'm like, from the Mm -hmm. aspect of doing it yourself, it's very important to build a brand. But also like focusing on results you know like because as a as a customer you want results and i don't care where the results come from but canva will not promise you results they will just promise you a pretty picture you know what i mean and yeah and i'm I'm constantly telling people this that um creativity is very gray matter no one's ever gonna say i didn't buy your product because your logo sucked no one ever is gonna say oh i didn't use your service because the brochure sucked no one's actually ever gonna tell you that you're just not gonna get business and so so I've had plenty of clients, too, that have come back a year later and been like, I don't know what's going on. None of these things worked. So can we just get you back in? And because they don't even get it. And so so it is. It's But to, to give everyone hope, I want to give I, I kind of put everyone in the mud here with like that. I want to bring you back. Wait up. till I ruin it. <laughs> so, so if you if you want to protest against this, if you're creative and you've had this happen and you're like, dang it, dude, I can't get these clients to respect me as a creative. They just feel like I'm a tool and they can get these tools cheaper. So why pay for me? Well, then here's how you revolt. 
take their job, start your own company then. You don't need them. You don't need them then, right? You Yet again, you can create a mission statement. You can figure out a product. You can come up with a flow. So if you think that these company owners are just not respecting you, then start your own company. Be your own creative. That's what I've started to do. That's what this podcast is, right? Is it's like, we have 100% control over this now. We are the business owners, and then therefore we can be creatives of our own business. So yeah. that's, that's the mindset I would say everyone should do is like, if you're uh, creative now, you should maybe start to consider no. cutting it right in down the middle, and you should be half business owner, and you should be half creative. And I know you've already done that. You have your own business. So, you're making you're making your own stuff. So you get to but, be but business he, owner and creative. Yeah. So with the new thing happening, you're right. You, if you have people like that revolting and doing all sorts of things, obviously separate yourself. But I think like we should go back to the roots and be like. Build a community, make friends, and don't care about big business. You know, there's Canva, but like, I don't want the thing from Canva. It's like, you know, I, I want something that, you know, local art, you know, if I go on the internet and I'm like, I can buy an NFT and I know it's automated and it's like just one of 10,000 um, generated items. I'm like, I don't want it. It doesn't have any value to me. But if I know, like, I know that local artist who do, does some really dope stuff and I know that person, I know him in my community. He's the first person I think about if I want to have something designed. I want to have that artist on my wall, you know? So you have to build community mm -hmm. over everything because like that mm -hmm. AI generation that destroys basically every job market will come around and then the only people who will do good is like who has the strongest community, who is in your community, who you trust, you know? And it's like if there's no money, you will still bother with your friends. You will still help them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm like, Exactly. I think I think we're actually in a really important part. And, you know, in history, you hear about people not realizing what's going on until it's too late technology wise. And I think we we can really learn from the past of like, as as AI as technology is just going leaps and bounds ahead. We are we have a huge responsibility for being the gatekeepers of humanity, of being a humanist. You know, the Renaissance, back in the Renaissance, they had the humanist movement, which was all about the human, the personal person being important and your independence being important. And that was, you know, obviously way back in the Renaissance. But we almost need a new humanist movement in a way. Right now is the time to... To, to make sure you value people. These are just machines and, and profit oh isn't above people either. I mean, you're, oh you're, you're, boy. it's like monopoly. All the, all the money goes back in the box at the end, man. So like, it's all you have is your humanity. And, and if we don't, if we lose sight of that, if we totally do, and if we're just like, yeah, Oh, it's about profit and it's about things being, if, if it's about profit and if it's about just, you know, getting getting everything that we want for the least amount of work as possible, then we're on a slippery slope. It's a slippery it is. slope. You want to hear a Black Mirror episode that I just came up with? And for everybody not knowing what a Black Mirror episode is, crazy concept, really scary. Now imagine you saw the TikTok reel where you generate a person and a person is not real. With the internet, you could generate now, let's say, a new messiahs, a new Jesus who pray, uh, preaches all those things like community. We got to stick together. Only real humans, you know. And then that mm -hmm. person preaching this is an AI. You could make, you know, whatever we preach on the internet is like it could be a fake person, you know. And I'm like, boy, oh boy. Obviously, we should stick to our tribe, to real people. But at what point we cannot decide the difference, you know. Well, what's interesting, I love that you brought that up. So something that I researched for a bit, um, 
a few years ago was um, dataism, and you maybe have never heard of dataism. So what dataism is is it's it's the belief. So it's so it's an actual kind of religious belief that data trumps everything. So it's literally, and you we all experience it, right? When you have that conversation with someone, and someone's like, "Yeah, man," but I read in an article that thirty two percent of people do X, Y, and Z. You tend to believe the data, and so so it's interesting. So as religion becomes less and less powerful within the world. I think we can all kind of agree that that is happening. Um, it's being replaced by data. It's like, I, I don't really believe in a God and a, and a man in the clouds, but I do believe numbers on a spreadsheet. So it's like, the, it reminds me of the same thing that we may start to believe the machines more than humans. We may start and to... I mean, so, on so, the one side, you should, because humans are kind of dumb, you know? Like, there's so many dumb things that you hear that humans do. I'm like... Boy, oh boy, especially when it goes about beliefs, you know, like there's like percentages of like who believes in what, you know, and some of the things people believe are crazy. I don't want to call people out on their beliefs, but I'm just like on one side, it's okay to be dumb, I guess, you know, and it's good that we are dumb and doing dumb things and we believe what we believe. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like as long as we are open-minded, but if a machine comes in and is like, no, this is dumb, we don't do that, get rid of those people – then it gets scary. So I think we should have the right to be dumb. <laughs> well, because <laughs> sounds the- like bad, you know, but yeah, because yeah, any any artist, you know, if to, to Bob Ross, it, you know, just have some happy little accidents, you know. So I think like, you know, it's all about, you know, um, some of the best stuff comes out of errors. Some of the best things come out of the stupidest ideas. I mean, so I think, yeah, I it, it does worry me. And I, I honestly... It depresses me a little bit when I get into it. I mean, I really don't. I just hope we don't lose sight of that. I mean, like it goes back almost and this is going to get to a really high level of like, what is the purpose of of humanity then? Is it really just to consume? Because that's what it starts to sound like. If we're just going to have AI tailor everything and we're going to let the machines just kind of take the wheel, then all you are is a consumer. Then all your whole role in this planet is just to consume AI content then. Well, we all consume air. So is that a bad thing? You know, it's like. Yeah, well, all we real. do is like I mean, consume, reproduce, <laughs> consume, reproduce. You know, it's like it's fine. It's not. But we a bad do create, thing. but we do create. Yeah. I mean, humans do create. When we're at our best, we create. And I think you know, honestly, we've lost sight of that uh, a bit much. You know, I mean, a good example is like. Um, you know, like our neighbors here, they, they tore down all their trees because, and you know, trees can cause a lot of structural problems. So logically getting rid of trees makes sense. But do you think they planted any trees after they did that? No, no. And so, so that's, that's where I get issues too, with like erosion and whatever. So we can do We can do the same with creativity. We can say like, yeah, but do I really want to start creative projects? And Fitze may have a bad idea or he may need an extra time or me. He may get sick or, or, you know, maybe his, maybe his girlfriend has a, has a baby and he needs to take maternity leave. Like, no, I don't need that humanity. I need a machine. So here's, here's another thing. Like you, you talk about creating as a good thing and here's me Mm -hmm. like, okay, I want to create to make money and express myself and basically make money mm-hmm. expressing myself what would be like the ideal outcome, you know? But mm-hmm. isn't it nice when you work your 
four to five, whatever, you know, your regular job. And after that, you can just consume. That's like the goal of a lot of people. You know, you want to have guilt-free Netflix, basically guilt-free YouTube binging, guilt-free consuming movies. It sounds so good, but it's like, it's kind of bad. You know, you, you don't feel accomplished afterwards, but I'm like, I miss like that. I cannot let go of like, just relax and enjoy your life. Just hang out with your friends, you know, and have fun, you know? Well, and what, what is why? consuming kinder? Yeah. And, you know, it'd actually be really funny to do a whole episode on this. So I, I maybe mentioned it, but one of the uh, dorky things that I've started in the last year is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. And and one Talk thing I found... Dan- dungeon. <laughs> uh-huh, we're going to get into it a little bit here. So I just started my first session of being a dungeon master. And, and so it's been, a very, but it's been a very exciting experience. Everyone at the table plays video games, right? And I've talked to this with some of them of like, this is funner than video games. Why is this more fun than a, than a video game would be? And it's the fact that as humans, we can go any direction. There's no, there's no path. Now, you can argue, well, there's going to be an AI video game someday that can do absolutely everything, and maybe you're right. But what's cool is that humans still have the ability to go any direction at any time. And it's interesting because the, the, you know, some of the people at the table will literally be surprised. They're like, I don't how is this more fun than a video game? Like I'm actually like so excited to come and play with you guys. There is something to be said about that, that like that connection with people in a table that we all want to help create that story together. Where like, you know, at least up to now that this may change, but up to now, you know, even open world, massive open world games, there is points where you start to feel like, yeah, but like, can I really do everything? Not really. Like there's still borders everywhere to what I can do. So, and and all Dungeons and Dragons is is still just stuff on a table with dice. It's like the I, most I primitive goes, thing in the world. I, I think it goes back to um, your fantasy, and your fantasy is like kind of limited, uh, lim- limitless. You know what is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But when you see something very creative, then you see like, whoa, I couldn't imagine that. And that is like the wow factor, I say. When you see an art piece, you couldn't imagine, but it's like it's there. And it's like, how does that work? You know, you get mesmerized. You know, when something mm-hmm. is better than your fantasy, then it's good art. Kind of sort of in my, in my head is a weird description. But if AI becomes really good and you're just like, whoa, mm-hmm. how does that, you know? And that would be then like where Dungeon and Dragons only runs on your imagine, you know, on your fantasy and what you can imagine. But mm-hmm. you're basically teaching whatever you can imagine to another person and you convey that through words, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, what is and, the good and thing? It, and there is AI tool sets within D&D too, like where you can have something, you know, can have an AI create a map for you or AI create a character for you. So you can... Oh my God, so even, oh my God. So, so even there, you, you can have AI for sure. I've already seen it, but it's, but it's yet again, it goes back to the idea of like, the bigger picture I don't think should ever be AI. I, you should still need videographers. You should still need web designers. I think AI should be down here in the tool chest. It should just be like our tools get better then, you know? We already you have hear tools. a disgusting story or idea for like AI? I Dungeon and Dragons game uh, uh, people explain what they want to do and whatever they do and AI in the background animates a video or a world with the words that you use to describe your world and it basically makes a virtual like this is what people talking about this mm-hmm. is what's going to happen and it would create whatever you imagine right now in your head with like Dolly that's really interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting it, thing. So it's it like would it's, be it, Dolly's idea of what you say, and you would maybe imagine it differently, but it would be still interesting enough to watch because, like, it's yeah. not you imagining what your friend is imagining. You know, it's like so. No matter what, it would be a wrong imagination of the thing, but it would be Dolly's imagination. 
That is kind of cool. That it's a, it's a it's a cool concept of just like yeah to just see that, like, that is like what we could compose as an AI composer, you know? Yeah, exactly. It goes back to us being composers, and um, yeah, like we're we're setting the stage, but then AI is just filling that stage with whatever yeah. it thinks that we're describing. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. I and I I think that that's it. A wouldn't thing. be bad, you know? It would be good because it's still you describing the world that you imagine, and then you're like maybe agree or disagree with Dolly. But yeah, 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 and I think it's going to get more powerful. I mean, obviously, I think like you know, like let's say even just five years from now, we may there may be Imagine a tool where, where we can. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I mean, we could upload this podcast and just put in like we want to show two guys walking through a park doing this podcast, and it would just like convert this podcast into like an animation of us just walking through Central Park talking <laughs> about stuff and sitting on a park bench and stuff. I I could totally kind of see that totally being a thing. Um, <laughs> Actually. <laughs> generated in video game where in the video game two people have a podcast mm. just rambling about creative stuff you know are we real i don't know could yeah could that be could be that from dolly and program like yeah. oh yeah let's put some npcs in there having a podcast about something so have let them have some thoughts about certain topics <laughs> so let's i want to i want to kind of end this episode with um like what are you what's your advice then if you were to go oh, yeah. 10, 10 years in the future and like give give advice to that person that creative that's in this ai world let's say what we just said is totally happening all of those things what what should i do i mean i'm like i'm a 16 year old boy right now i'm like crap man by the time i'm 26 all this stuff's going to be true what what should that guy do what sh what should we tell those people to do um don't stress it be a kid experiment with the tools you ha are given and make something cool with it but um there's a new app you know because like we talked about instagram face filters and all like ai and how everything is fake the app is called be real all you do is basically take a photo and it takes a front and a back photo it's kind of trending right now so it's like you add your friends and they get a random notification hey take a photo people are complaining about the privacy because like you accidentally maybe capture something you don't want to capture but it's like snapchat yeah. it deletes everything afterwards you know but I... it's like it's a real concept so it's like oh i take a photo of the lenses there but i also take a photo of myself and now it's there's a background that's what i'm actually doing no filters no anything they're real it's a weird kind concept. of kind of I'm always very resistant when technology gets in the way of life. And I feel like this is one of those where it gets in the way of life. Um, you know, I don't, I, I like I, you send it to me and I definitely will probably not partake in it. I'm also, uh, I'm also a late ado adopter and everything, but the reason yeah. is, is because I don't need Fitzay to take a picture because he has some free time. And then I get an alert that says, you better take a picture right now, no matter what you're doing. You, could, you don't have to, but if you want and to I, see and I, and I probably never would, honestly, I would never be like, I don't have time. Like either I'm working and all I'm going to take a picture of me at the computer or I'm, you know, um, murdering people. And I can't have that on video, man. I just can't like I'm busy doing <laughs> <No> evidence. <laughs> that's the two things I do. I'm only making creative stuff. I'm murdering people. And like, <laughs> there's just no, you know, yeah. um, you know, so I just don't know. I, I, I hate things that take you away from the real moment. Fitzay has some free time. So now you need to be taken out of your reality to take a picture for a second. And like, okay, so it's a bunch of unfiltered, uninteresting pictures. Or maybe Fitzay's doing a really cool thing. And then I'm like in court. And I'm going to be like, oh, cool. Great. Being <laughs> court. <laughs> Lawyers are yeah, saying this. Here I am, depressed. Like, so like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't see. And it's funny, like, even the name, like, it's one of those things, like, if you have to say, trust me, then, then that probably means you're not trustworthy. 
So if an app's called Be Real, it's probably not real. So. Yeah, the, the only thing I like about it is like it's it feels more real than Instagram. You know, like Instagram is like kind of like very you know let's upload something yeah. that I pre-selected, edit it, and there's the perfect image. You know, where like Be Real, the app is like kind of like oh, there's a photo and shit. I look ugly as hell right now, but front and back, and everybody else looks ugly, so it's fine. What yeah, is basically what's happening? It's weird. It's like, yeah, let's make people ugly again. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't it know. Like, yeah. It just doesn't get my heart pumping. I'll tell you what, man. It's like it's not like this. This stuff. Like, I remember when MySpace came out, or like when blogs came out. I'm and already I remember, on it. Early adapter spirit. That's that, what that, I am. That stuff. As I was, I was an early adopter back then. That's what I've seen. I've seen myself be, was an early adopter, and like that drop off because, like, I, I felt like those first things, like you actually felt like you got connections when you had a blog and you had eight friends following that blog. Like, I would pour my heart out in those blogs. I would say like everything, like oh. things that I shouldn't even been putting out there. But it was this <laughs> real experience. Where and all people the bodies like, are laying. <laughs> yeah, are like you know I have a crush on this girl and that girl. I would like you know you just put it all out there and like your friends would like read it and they would oh, like they would like, write long paragraphs and. Those were the days, but like that's all gone now, right? No, like that, those days are gone. They're not gone. You're just out of that age. You're just more adulting and whatever. But I know. don't even think the kids are blogging. I don't think they are. The they're kids are taking polished. They're making they... polished videos and doing stupid no. dances. Like that. No one's adding any. I don't know. I just. I don't. Maybe I, I'm a commercial like, guy. Maybe no, I'm an old I, guy. I'm just like thinking kids nowadays are like when you're 14 and you're like all sorts of emo, you're pouring your heart out. They just use a different outlet. You know, I also want to just say we we always assume kids love social media and technology. I'm going to say I've actually met some people's kids recently that don't even like technology or or, or social media. I met a 16 year old the other day that has no social media and they're the coolest kid ever. So I think there's actually I I think there's a move thing. There's a move because they're just like, what is social media? Like they're growing up saying mom and dad use social media and it just seems lame. Like, oh, I'm going to take polished pictures. So kids are actually moving the other way, I think. I think we're actually all about to be very like ups- like the, the whole thing's about to be upset when like kids are like, oh, yeah, TikTok's just been taken over by a bunch of adults trying to market themselves. This is dumb. Like, I'm just going to stop using social media because there's always going to just be some there's adults or companies that are going to manipulate it. And it is. You, you saw it immediately. And then you have people like Andrew Tate and these like these like really like very venomous type of personalities going into TikTok, which was just kids dancing. And now it's like a guy telling young kids, which this is a big topic that started to pop up in schools is that these kids, these eight year old kids are watching Andrew Tate telling them that the woman should Tate be in University, the kitchen. Get your hustle yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Woman should be in the kitchen and blah, 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 and, and men should always have a Ferrari and you should always like beat yeah, your woman. And, you and, and, that, and that's in TikTok now. That's where the kids are. So it's like, so it's like it gets manipulated and it gets ugly in a way. And it's and I think I think kids are actually waking up. I think you're going to see this movement of of a complete deletion of social media no, as I, it I should think, happen, in my opinion. I think like social media will just change into a weird thing where we cannot relate. You know, it's like the more real and ugly you are already um, there, already there. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we only use those weird apps where you say weird stuff. And I'm like, I have such issues now with relating to the other generation where I'm like, I don't have a face tat and I don't want one. And I'm like, cool that you have one, but I don't really give a shit, you know? So I'm like, but if you don't have it, like, it's like weird. So that is a thing where I'm like, what? I, I cannot relate to like, let's be just like, yeah, uh, well, let's get old. Yeah. And I, and I, I just don't know. I just feel like we all think that, yeah, if we just, we'll just keep creating new social media, but I just think. 
there's only so many mediums that you can have, right? I mean, now we're about to have, um, you know, a we're about to have like augmented reality and all these things. So I think that will, I think that'll keep social media going for a little bit too, where where you'll actually have um, a new type. It's a new thing. Everything yeah. is like it's all, everything that goes in circle, you know, in generations. So that everything will repeat. So I think there will be no difference than thousands of years ago. Where it's like, oh, there's a newspaper, people are writing their opinions, and it's just a new medium, and it will always evolve. So, yeah, now I think the on idea that is note, <laughs> social like media, button. though, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, like and subscribe everywhere. And you know, I, I, I yeah, so I would, I would say, you know, I, I actually, I, I would make a, a bet right now that um, social media will have a decline as well. I think, yeah. like, in the next 10, 20 years, social media will not be as prevalent. Um, so, yeah, so it's gonna be even more important get out there, network. Be a, pe- a person among people. Go talk to people. Go support your friends. You know, it's yeah, important. So more let, important now than ever. Let's end on that positive note. Be be friends and be real and do things and sell your art to your local friends and yeah, support your local artists and do all those things. Yeah, and and to just kind of bring it back, you know, um, don't be a slave to the tools. You know, at the very end of the day, you're the composer, so you can choose these things as tool sets. And and if you feel like you're not being respected again, you feel like business leaders and teams are just they're they're going over you for cheaper, easier options. Then go over their heads. Get a cheaper, easier option for for the boss. Get a cheaper, easier option for the HR. Get a cheaper, easier option for a company. You start your own company. It's it's easier now than ever, right? So that's what I. I would say is all of us, I think, are going to be forced into this eventually that you're going to have to have your own stuff as well. There, you, you may not be able to depend on companies in the future. You may need to create your own stuff as well. So, so yeah, I think there's hope, but we've got to like be careful. I think like we, we need to really make sure not to lose sight of humans and how, how really precious it is to have creatives, creative people all in one room. So that's, yeah. that's where I would end. It's been kind of a little bit of a dark episode, but there's hope. There's no. hope. I, I think it's a positive one. Just be a kid, experiment with the tools, make the best out of it, and just make the best out of the future. And that's all, all you can do. That, that's my interpretation because like you can get, generate some really awesome things and tools that are automated and made with AI that are benefiting a bunch of people. But mm-hmm. you maybe will hurt a bunch of creatives while doing, but they have to adapt. Everybody has to adapt. So we're just adapting yeah. as humans. Yeah, just, young, uh, yeah and, and learn, 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 learn the lessons from the past, right? You know, cars were created and made everything easier, but now it's destroyed the ozone layer. So just like yeah. know that that's... Anyways? Know that that's always possible. The things now that make things easier may destroy civilization in 50 years. So it's like, so it's just good if we can start to learn those lessons sooner and sooner and see those things, it's good. So. We just need to have more planets and just ruin one thing after another. And that's how we yeah. do. It's yeah, always a we'll step do. up. Yep. We're up falling to Mars. upwards, not downwards. <laughs> to the moon, to the moon. Yeah. But anyhow, was good seeing you guys. See you on another pod. And yeah, episode 10. Thanks for having me, Sean. Here's to another 10, my friend. Yeah. So. See everybody. You're in control <laughs> now. I know. I'm not, I'm not ending it now. Yeah, but, but you have to stop the recording.